the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, Rob Black and your money. Call Rob, 1-800-345-5639. Here's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Good day yesterday on Wall Street. I'm Rob Black. That's kind of what we're... Least common denominator, we're boiling it down to at this point in time. One good day, we'll take it. Now, this is a show called Rob Black and Your Money. It's about your money. And it could be about your kids' college funds. You have them, do you don't? Do you need them, do you don't? It could be about your mortgage. It could be about real estate versus stocks, which is better. It could be about how can I educate myself a little bit more on money issues. Anything that you really want to talk about, we can talk about. Plus, we have a contest today. So anything financial that you want to talk about, plus we have a contest today. Contest is tied towards winning a 19-inch monitor. I'm going to be given a chance away to win that today. It's a funky contest. It's kind of a listener appointment contest. We want you to listen at 11.15, but then on Friday we want you to listen at 11.15 again because you win a chance to get the uh, the monitor today, tomorrow, Yesterday, the day before. So there's four chances to win on Friday. Only four chances on Friday. Today, there's you could be one of a million people. Depending on how many people are listening, how many people are going to be playing the contest. We're giving away a 19-inch Dell widescreen monitor courtesy of Geeks on Call. Geeks on Call is a company that will come and fix your computer and get you all updated and fix that virus from the Anacornikova um, virus that you should never, ever, ever, never have opened. I know. It's kind of funny. Many, many, many years ago, I laughed at people who'd get viruses on their computers. It's late 1990s, and there's the Anna Kornikova virus, and I got it. I got it. The day I laughed at other people for getting viruses, I, I don't know if I got the Anna Kornikova one, but I got one, and it wiped out all my data, and I cried. I cried like a baby. Uh, wiping out all your data is not good. Anyway, where do we go with this? It's your show. You decide where we go with it. I'll throw out some topics that we can talk about. I'll talk about some investment ideas. There's no doubt about it. Um, We'll go over the top business stories. No problemo. No problemo. Anyway, uh, contest coming up at 1115. Your phone calls throughout the day. If you don't live in the Bay Area, you can actually call the show. 415-322-9101. It's 415-322-9101. Got a call the other day from Manhattan, New York. That was a lot of fun. Got two calls recently from San Diego. So outside the Bay Area. Holding up pretty well against inside the barrier. Now, if you live inside the barrier, you can call the show 800 345 It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's take a look at the opening bell, how the markets are doing. I kind of like to start with that. It makes me feel comfortable. It gives me a, a, a nice place to start the show. Dow's up 90, sitting at 10,030. So that means it's above 10,000. To a lot of people, 10,000 is a big number. To me, it means nothing. I don't own any of the Dow Jones Industrial Average, so why do I care? I may own some components in it, and thus I care on a side note, but on a direct note, eh-eh. 10,000, it could be 30,000 for all I care. I don't care. It means nothing to me. NASDAQ's up 25, sitting at 2196. S&P 500 up 10, sitting at 1072. I kind of wish there was some sort of number that I can give called the diversified portfolio. 
where it's 20% large, 20% mid, 20% small, 20% international, and 20% income. You know, how your 401k might look, how my 401k might look. But there's no index that does anything like that, so I give you numbers that don't even mean anything. Aren't I a nice guy? Let's talk about one of the big stories from last night. Got into bed, got all warm under the covers, turned on the local news, tried to find out what's happening in the California primary races, what got passed, what didn't get passed. Did the California initiative on building a stadium for the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara get passed? Yeah, I did. So elsewhere, millionaire businesswoman Carly Fiorina, the Republican pick for the California Senate, Fiorina won her state's primary yesterday. I'm very confident that we're going to be able to raise the money to take Barbara Boxer on. That's what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. It's all about raising the money at this point in time. We don't have the best candidate anymore. We have the best candidate who can raise money and get out their name and basically either beat up the other candidate and or show who they are. I could run for a politician. I would be a, a miserable disaster because only the people that listen to this show know me and know my integrity. I would have to buy people knowing me in parts of Southern California and Central California. It would be a disaster. Our, our economy, our politics, all so intertwined, intertwined with who's got the most dobre in me. So Carly Fiorina is the Republican candidate, the former Hewlett-Packard CEO. She's facing three-time Senator Barbara Boxer. Boxer has called Fiorina a heartless executive because she sent jobs overseas. She worked with Goldman Sachs on their board of directors back in 2002. Now, to me, Barbara Boxer is a little bit of a midget politician who's been in power too long. I want her gone. Why? Because in her last five terms, she's done nothing for me. She's done nothing for you. I find her repulsive, not because she's a Democrat, but because she's done nothing. She's done nothing. She's done nothing. And I think that's where America is at this point in time. And maybe I'm sounding like Fox News, but oust the incumbent. That's where we're at. Oust the incumbent. Next up in the world of headline news, how are we doing? This is a big story today. The market's moving higher because Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke says the recovery and economic activity that began late last year in the U.S., it continues at a moderate pace, and we can look forward to more growth. The economy, supported by stimulative monetary policy and the concerted efforts of policymakers to stabilize the financial system, appears to be on track to continue to expand through this year and next So short-term, there's a lot of problems on Wall Street. Short-term, there's the BP oil spill. How much damage does it do? Economically, to tourism, do you have an answer? Of course not. How much damage does it do to our our wildlife? How much money do we spend saving our wildlife? How much damage does it do to home values in the Gulf? How much damage does it do to oil drillers and how much they have to charge in the future to get oil out of the Gulf? A couple days ago, a couple weeks ago, President Obama said there will be no more offshore drilling. We've put a moratorium on it. Within five days, he goes, well, we've going to lift that moratorium for shallow water drillers. So because they need the money, they need the money. So we don't know the ramifications right now. I think you're best sitting cool, getting a little bit more defensive, coming up with a wish list of things that you really want to own in the stock market and just staying cool. Because what Ben Bernanke said was, things are okay. Things are okay. He's testifying before the House Budget Committee. He said consumer confidence is good. Consumer spending is increasing. He said, it's good. He says, it's good. So we will move higher as a stock market, but we got to get through this wall of worries. Will North Korea blow up South Korea? Who knows? 
Will Israel get, you know, a, a hand slapping for what they did to the Palestinians recently with the um, a delivery of medical supplies or building supplies or terrorist supplies? We don't know. So you can't really quantify that. Will the will the flu in Greece, where they're they're they've got just massive debt problems, will that spread to Spain and Italy? Will it spread to Germany? It kind of already is. So we're starting to quantify that one. We'll get it put in a box and we'll put it behind us. But what's most important to you and me and in America right now is what's next for America's workforce. After coming through a terrifying economic downturn in the last few years, as businesses cut payrolls, they installed hiring freezes. Fed Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke says the labor market in the private sector looks brighter. Private payroll employment has risen an average of 140000 per month for the past three months. And expectations of both businesses and households about hiring prospects have improved since the beginning of the year. I'm going to be honest with you. Ben Bernanke's not the sexiest men. You're listening to that cut right there, and what he's saying is private sector. Okay, I brought this up yesterday. I'm going to start a civil war in California, the private sector versus the public sector. And all you people who work at the DMV and all you teachers and all you people who get these government pensions, it's going to be a civil war. You're going to be the South, and on the North side, it's going to be the private sector, people who work at Clear Channel, people who work at Yahoo, people who have their own 401Ks versus the guaranteed pensions. We're not there yet. But down the road, I think we do get there because a lot of what you're hearing right now, you know, Whitman's going to go to Sacramento to fight the unions. Whitman's going to go to Sacramento to to cut down on pensions. It's civil war. It's going to be maybe not maybe not with cannons and swords, but I guarantee you there's going to be a a, a fight that's pretty aggressive on who we're going to elect and who we're going to support. I don't think we'll ever get to the, the point of throwing Molotov cocktails and stuff, but I could literally see it happen. No, figuratively, I could see it happen. There's no doubt about it. Coming up after the break, fat people, skinny people. Who's got the fatter bank account? I've got more on what's driving the stock market today. Your calls, of course, 800-345-5639, 800-345-5639. Contest coming up in a little bit more than an hour. Your calls throughout the show, 800-345-5639. Rob Black and your money, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Rob Black and your money. 1-800-345-5639. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Rob Black. I'm Rob Black and your money. That's because it's Rob Black show, but we killed that. It's dead. It's no longer the Rob Black show. Management wanted an easier title that kind of told you what the show is, so I don't have to continue to tell you on a regular basis. It's called Rob Black and your money. Intent, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Get what I mean? It's your money. Show is all about you. We can talk about anything that's on your mind. We can do emails. We can go any direction you want. But I told you I was going to talk a little bit about skinny people, fat people. Everyone knows I'm kind of puffy. I'm not exactly fat. I'm not exactly big bone. I'm kind of puffy. Uh, my six pack abs from days of playing soccer, long gone. So I could still run six miles a day. But let's just say I've had a beer or two in my life. Where do I go with this story? Fat people, skinny people. Turns out that healthier habits make for far wealthier people. Interesting to note, because if you go to the the parks on Saturday or Sunday, if you get out in town and go shop in the malls, you'll see that we are a nation of weeble wobbles. We're, We're little fat Oompa Loompas, especially our children. Now, again, maybe not in San Francisco proper. You go to the marina and everyone's skinny and six feet tall. Okay, I get it. 
You go to Stockton, they're all Oompa Loompas. So Michelle Obama's taking on the issue of healthful eating. It tells you it's a big issue. Now, this is going to hit millions and millions and millions of Americans who are overweight. The first lady's taking on the underlying issues of better food labels, you know, to more money for better foods in school. With a vengeance taking on, you know, the soda machines and situations along those lines. I remember when I was in school, my best thing was second grade to sixth grade chocolate milk. Love the chocolate milk. Love the choco milk. I used to do a thing where, uh, because of my sinuses, I was able to drink milk through my mouth and blow it out through my nose. Where kids would give me their milk to watch me do it, and then I'd like, hey, clean up. I'd get all that extra chocolate milk. So you can see it was a bad habit to get into, right? Make kids laugh, but you get the idea. Now, as adults, we also know McDonald's is cheaper. They could make a burger from scratch cheaper than I could make it at home. There's no doubt about it. So there's a reason to run to the Golden Arches, but yet we know that it's going to make you fat. People refer to themselves as foodies. We are foodie junkies. Food by definition. You know, most people in the United States are overweight. They consume more calories than they should. That often means that relatively cheap calories found at fast food restaurants are dominated. It's indulging in the high-priced brownie sundae with whipped cream or similar fare at dinner. It makes us puffy. If you munch just an extra $6 a day in America, you're consuming a whopping $143,000 of your nest egg over 30 years. That's assuming a 5% return. So a $6 decision on a, a fudge brownie, a $6 decision on a coffee and a, 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 a biscotti, that equals $143,000 over 30 years. So food is one of those things that cost us lots of money. Now, skinny people are wealthier than fat people. That's the argument here, and I want you to chime in with this. And you can chime in by calling 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Or call 415-322-9101, 415-322-9101. Now, another reason why you might want to tighten your belt is not just the cost of food. The extra cost, $6 a day, equals $143,000. So if you could just save $6 a day, and I don't care if it's $6 a day from food or cable TV, or if it's $6 in movies, or where you're spending your money on a daily basis, it adds up. But illness in the United States, obese people spend 36% more on health services than people of normal weight for copays, for prescription drugs, for other expenses. So there's no surprise there that overweight and obese people, they spend more money. They have less to, to save. They have less to invest. They also have a higher incidence of chronic disease, which ultimately you get a chronic disease. You may have to take a couple of days, a couple of weeks off work. And let's face it, whether you think that there's a, a fat bias in our nation or not, there is. You're gonna not, you're, you may not get a raise if you're obese. Now, recovery from any injury, it tends to be a little bit more difficult when you're overweight. So illness is one of those reasons. You don't want to give your boss a reason not to promote you. You don't want to give your boss a reason to fire you. So being obese gives them reason both on an aesthetic level that they'll never admit to, but also on the you're likely to miss work level. Another issue on why fat people aren't saving as much as skinny people is life insurance. I have a life insurance exam coming up next Tuesday, and ultimately I've stopped drinking for the last month because of that. I want my kidneys. I want my liver. I want everything in my body to look great. I want it functioning at normal levels. I'm not doing any any drinking. I'm not doing any um, drugs. I'm not doing 
anything. A couple days before, I'll probably switch just uh, to water and vegetables because I want that blood test to look good and I want my weight to be two to three pounds cheaper because my life insurance, I'm going to pay more if I'm at 230 than if I'm at 215 or that I'm at 185. So again, when you walk down the street today and you see someone who's 300 pounds and they're obese and you see that extra gut rolling from underneath their gut and you're like, what is going on there? They're getting screwed in life, not just because... They don't have as much money as you do, but they have to pay more for things. You know, I, I oftentimes on the show, I say, you have a good credit score. You have a good credit score. You, you, you'll pay less for a car. You'll pay less for a home. Those with good credit scores who pay their, their bills on time, they, they can afford more than people who don't. Same thing with obesity versus skinny. Now, again, am I going to win this argument with you? No. I know I'm not because three slices of pizza at lunch is better than two slices. Better than uh, salad. And again, most of our salads are pretty raunchy, nasty, wildly overfilled with calories in the first place. So life insurance. So another reason skinny people have more money than fat people is net worth. You've heard about studies that show better looking people earn more. Being thin helps as well. According to the Human Resource Research Center at Ohio State University, they found that obese people accumulate only about half the net worth of Americans who were not obese. Overall, it's tied to your, towards your body mass index. If your BMI, your body mass index, dropped your net worth by about $1,300 per point. So a typical woman will earn $314 less annually every year for every increase in BMI, whereas the male counterpart will earn $161 less. So women who are obese, they get directly hit harder in how much they earn than men who are obese. Now, keep in mind, both suffer due to how fat they are. The fatter you are, the less you're going to get, according to your body mass index. So it's kind of wild to think about this, isn't it? I mean, to me, it is. So in the end run, you're going to have less money than skinny. Skinny people right now in retirement have more money than fat people. Skinny people right now earn more money than fat people do. Life insurance, skinny people spend less on life insurance than fat people do. Because again, to a life insurance company, all they do is run the numbers. Corey's producing my show today. Heidi's taking the day off. Corey's one of my associate program directors that sometimes I'll call a douche on air. So I have to be super, super nice to him today. He's thinner than me. His life insurance, If we're, let's say we're both 35 years old, he's going to get a better rate than me. Now, fortunately, I've done better in my life, you know, and I can afford to pay more for life insurance, but it's, a, it's an issue. And because, again, to the insurance companies, they're just going to run the numbers. They're going to see a 35-year-old smoker, not smoker, Diabetes in the family, not diabetes in the family. Cancer in the family, not cancer in the family. Heart disease in the family, not heart disease. It's a mathematical formula. He's going to live to 85 because of his weight. I'm going to live to 79 because of my weight. So they know that my premiums have to be higher because they're going to have to pay me off sooner than they pay him off. Pretty interesting, right? I, I don't know if it's interesting or not. I don't know if you agree with me or not. Do you think we, I should even be on air calling people out who are fat? Does this anger you? Does this lack of internal editor piss you off? And what are you going to do about it? Are you going to lose weight or are you not going to lose weight? I'd love to see each and every person lose weight, especially, you know, I'll get calls on this show. I'll get a call from someone who's 60 years old and has saved nothing, and I'll say, work as long as you can and lose weight. You don't want to be fat if you have no money. I think I've made my point on that today. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, I'm going to look at what's working in the stock market today and why. Next up, though, it's the business of sports on 910 AM. Rob Black and your buddy, more stimulating talk. 
Don't know what to do with your money? He does. Rob Black. 1-800-345-5639. On 9:10 a.m., more stimulating talk. It's Rob Black and your money show. I'm Rob Black. Woke up this morning and I took a look at some of the big stories that are out there. You know, what's happening in Asia? It's the first thing that you have to really look at either before you go to bed or when you wake up if you're following the U.S. markets. What's happening in Europe? You know, the Chinese indices were higher on a 50% jump in exports. In Europe, they took their cue from China. U.S. started trading higher earlier in the morning based on that. And then Ben Bernanke, our Fed governor, tied towards – he's like the king of our banks. He comes out and says, taking a look around, our economy's doing okay. Short term, there's a defensive stance in Wall Street. A defensive stance is recommended if you've got high beta stocks. You have something like a Baidu.com that goes from 100 to 600 in a year. Watch out below. Have a defensive stance. If you've got PG&E that goes from 30 to 40 a year and is a utility and really is kind of boring, it's going to be a little bit easier in this type of defensive environment. Gold bullion's trading at $1,250 an ounce. That's up 13% year over year. That doesn't mean gold coins are up year over year in any way, shape, or form. You'll hear people who I refer to as kind of like monsters of, of, of radio the Rush Limbaugh's, the Glenn Beck's say, you got to put money in gold coins. Well, see, they're only saying that because they're getting a huge kickback. Coining gold hurts gold. In large part, it loses value when you when you mint it. What you want is gold bullion. You want the rock. You want the big old chunk. You want the nugget, so to speak, which, by the way, the nugget in Reno has a big old gold bullion nugget. Just a big old chunk right there in the lobby. Kind of cool to see. I don't know if you've ever seen a big old chunk or nugget of gold, but they got one. So economic data is out today. Wholesale inventories. Wholesale inventories moves the market in a funny way. You're saying wholesale inventories. What could be more boring than that? Let's talk the San Francisco 49ers. Let's talk football four months before there is football. No, 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 no. Inventories are sexy. And let me tell you where they are. If a company, if you see wholesale inventories building... That means we as a nation aren't consuming them. They're building inventories of toys. They're building inventories of refrigerator. They're building inventories of cars. And if they're building, they're going from one month to two months to three months to four months supply. That's a problem. If inventories are going sideways, that means what we're manufacturing, we're consuming. That tells you kind of Goldilocks. It's okay. But we could slow down or we could speed up. Now, if you see four months of inventory going down to two months of inventory, sweet Jesus, that's good because that's telling you the consumers out there consuming. And what that means is the manufacturer who, has, who makes inventory, they're going to go out and hire people. They're going to say, hey, sweet Lou, come on back to work. We need you. We need you from 30 hours to 35. Can you give me an extra five hours? And sweet Lou's going to say, heck yeah. And sweet Lou's going to have more money because that extra $5 to buy beer, which supports companies like Anheuser-Busch. He's got more money to pay his mortgage, which supports companies like Bank of America. He's got more money to go to Mexico or go to San Diego, and that supports a waitress and the airline that got him there and the car rental company. The car rental company guy gets a promotion because he sees year-over-year sales up, so he goes out and spends money. So wholesale inventories are kind of sexy. Did I sell you on that, or are you still not biting? Because I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying my hardest right here. 
Next up, Texas Instruments. They reported an inline quarter. Texas Instruments is important. Why? Texas Instruments is the number one semiconductor that's in cell phones. So have they reported a good quarter? Cell phones are going to report a good quarter. So that means companies like Qualcomm. That means companies like Broadcom. That means companies like AT&T and Verizon. Companies like Apple. They're going to do okay. Because as Texas Instruments goes, so goes the cell phone industry. Again, that's not always true. Because there can be a hiccup elsewhere out there. But Texas Instruments is considered a bellwether. Now, Sienna, they reported a much better than expected quarter. They're not a bellwether. They got a lot of competition in fiber optic network equipment. Now, again, the big story this week, Apple comes out with the Jesus Phone 4.0. Apple has a video application that is so data intensive. It's called FaceTime, where if you have a phone and I have a phone, an Apple phone, we can now look at each other and talk. We can basically Skype each other. But because Apple wants to control it, they're calling it FaceTime and they're not calling it Skype. Apple is a control freak right now. But that it's so data intensive that it won't run on, on AT&T's network. It'll only run from your Wi-Fi or Starbucks Wi-Fi, someone's Wi-Fi hotspot. So what that tells me is companies like Sienna, they're going to sell a, a lot of ammunition. The war right now is supply and video. You want it, I want it. I want it for my leisure time at home. I don't want to read anymore. I want someone to tell me how the market's dead. I'm going to come out with an app at some point in time where I'm going to voice it to you. I'm not going to, it's not going to be a text alert. It's not going to be anything like that. Well, I'm tired of text. I want video, damn it. So Sienna sells arms and weapons to companies that deliver video. Cisco does too. Alcatel Lucent used to. You know, like, there's names out there that, so Sienna's not a bellwether like Texas Instruments. I'm trying to help you here by bouncing around a little bit and, and showing you the various players and, and how some companies are a little bit more important than other companies. I hope I'm making that point on some level. You get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. If you don't want to call the show because you're too shy, email me. It's rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Let me give you an email, for instance, an example of what you can email me and I will respond to. Andrew sends in an email. He says, my girlfriend and I have a problem keeping a budget. Hey, that sounds like everyone in their 20s, right? She is Canadian. Love Canadian women. Love Canada gives us a lot of things in America. They give us good-looking women, they give us oil, and they give us hockey, and they give us a good beer. So I love Canada. She's, so his girlfriend is Canadian, and she works on a visa. She makes very little money. I work for a garbage company and make $52,000 a year. I send $200 to my 401k, and my company sends $2,500 a year. I'm assuming he sends $200 per paycheck. He says, I own a one-bedroom place in San Francisco that costs $1,200 a month, taxes, power, internet included. We like to have a good time and spend obscene amounts of money on occasion. This plays a huge role, I know, but any help on how to control these urges would help. Thanks. And that comes to us from Andy. First and foremost, um, get a budget. You need a budget. You need to go to mint.com, M-I-N-T.com. Every one of us who's listening, who's under the age of 50, needs to have a budget. And then once you're like 55, 60, you really need to have a budget going into retirement because you no longer work. I spend too much money sometimes on alcohol. I spend too much money sometimes on dinners. Dinners can be expensive in the Bay Area. I mean, before you know it, you're dropping 300 bucks. Where do I go with this? I even like to stay on a budget. I like to look back at the last month and go, oh, good God. Did I really spend? And you, know, you go out four nights a week. You spend $100. You go out 412 8 12 six, you $1,600. Let's say the average person makes $80,000 a year, $60,000 take home. That's a big chunk of the money. 
that's a big chunk of money. That's, you know, a good 20% of your budget. You can't be going out four nights a week living large. You got to live small. So what I would recommend, Andrew, is you've got a girlfriend. She's young. You're young. Let me assure you that, that what you're spending money on today is a waste. And let me assure you that your girlfriend will still love you. She will still give you sexy time. You could watch TV, eat corn chips, and, and, and still have a good time. Get a budget under control and, and allocate. Look at your budget. You make $52,000 a year. Your rent is 1200 1200 times 10, 12000 Add another two times that, 14000 roughly on your, your housing cost. So out of 52000 14 of it's already accounted for. So that gets you down to 38000 You figure, you factor in taxes, that's going to cut you down to 30000 You factor in other costs like cars and stuff. You only have, honestly, $2,000 a month to spend. So spend it wisely. Get a budget and stop going over it. You can't afford $5,000 Mexican trips. You can't. So get a budget and figure out what percentage you want to go into entertainment. It's not that hard. Google entertainment budget percentages. You'll find the average American spends maybe 5 7 to 8% on their entertainment budget. So uh, keep the girlfriend under control. And until she's your wife, 50-50, go Dutch. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's Rob Black and your money coming up. A big ad rebound in the world of media. It's telling us two things. I'm going to tell you what they are right after the break. Oh, and don't forget, 11-15, I got a contest coming up to win a 19-inch monitor from Geeks on Call. It's going to be a keyword. You're going to write it down. You're going to rush over to talk910.com, talk910.com, punch the big raw black head, jump into the contest page. You're going to have to give your name and your email, and then you're going to punch in the keyword. And you might win a chance on Friday to get that 19-inch monitor FOC free of charge. 800-345-5639. Rob Black and your money. 910 AM. More stimulating to talk. If money grew on trees, he'd be the fertilizer. He's Rob Black on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Slightly funny story tied towards I'd be the fertilizer. I've recently been doing a lot of yard work because as you get older... Yard work kind of replaces the go out, drink, seduce. So you just kind of stay around the house and do yard work. It's no fun, but it, it becomes fun. Anyway, uh, I would be the fertilizer is the punchline of that little little tag. If money grew on trees, I'd be the fertilizer because I'm teaching you how to fertilize your own little money tree and grow it. Um, I've got a, a kind of a truck vehicle that uh, I recently have been hauling manure in because it's a great fertilizer for cow manure and uh you know it's it's bagged manure for sure but um where do i go with this story vehicle stinks and i love it i love it because people get in your vehicle and they're like hey your car smells like poop and you're like yep makes you feel like more a little bit more of a man a little bit more of a man i don't know something about that story makes me smile 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air it's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air coming up in 25 minutes i'm gonna give away a chance for you to win a monitor brought to you by geeks on call 19 inch monitor hey let's say you don't need a 19 inch monitor you say i've got a 30 inch monitor i've got two 30 inch monitors Hey, if I could win the monitor, I'd win it. I'd put it on Craigslist. I'd make some instant do-re-me. And again, on an AM station, your chances of winning a contest greatly improve over an FM station. So listen today for a keyword. You're going to have to have a computer somewhere nearby today. Talk910.com, talk910.com. In the next hour or two, you're going to want to go to talk910.com. Punch the big rob black face and uh, punch in the, the, the keyword. I'll give you a hint what the keyword starts with. 
starts with the letter E. I'll give you the whole keyword in about 22, 23 minutes. Now, I teased a story before I went to break. And when you tease, you're supposed to deliver. You're supposed to have the good. It's really important to follow up on it. And the story is, I'm trying to keep you in the stock market right now. I'm trying to keep you having the faith in the 401k. Whether you're a secretary, whether you're an assistant program director, whether you work uh, as a trucker, whether you're a scientist for Genentech, I'm trying to stop you from getting fearful. In the last couple of months, I tried to stop you from getting greedy. Now I'm trying to stop you from getting fearful. You look at the markets and it's been volatile the last two to three weeks. It's been volatile to the downside and it scares some people. So there's a story out there today that I'm going to tell you, take comfort in, take some solace in, relax. And it's tied towards Viacom. And I know you're saying, Viacom? Aren't they the people that do MTV? You're going to tell me something about Lady Gaga that's going to relax me? I kind of am. Viacom also owns Paramount Pictures, which is a film studio. They're going to start paying a dividend again for the first time. Stock market corrected. Economy kind of got schwacked hard. Schwacking is a term where if you've ever played golf, you schwack a golf ball. The economy got schwacked. So... Viacom got schwacked. They're MTV, they're MTV2, they're VH1, they're black entertainment television, they're black entertainment television gospel, they're black entertainment television hip-hop, they're Nickelodeon, they're Nick Jr., they're just, they're tons of cable channels, they're Comedy Central. And when the economy got bad, advertisers said, you know what, we don't need advertise anymore, or if we do, we're going to pay you pennies instead of dollars. Quarters and dimes instead of, of dollars. So Viacom said, you know what, we, as a company, we better stop paying our dividend. They gave shareholders part of the profit in the past. A dividend is you own a company, they give you money because you own them. Because you're an owner of the company, you get a part of the profit. That's what a dividend is. It's the simplest way of explaining it to you. Now Viacom says they're going to start paying a dividend again. And they're going to buy back as many as $4 billion of their own shares. Ultimately, the advertising market's recovering. Now, the advertising market may not be right, but it also may not be wrong. The advertising market is saying, you know what, 2010 looks like I feel like well, I want to be a part of it. Now, part of what Viacom's going to get is Jerry Brown's going to buy an advertisement. He's a 70-year-old man running for governor, 70-year-old plus man running for governor. He needs to reach out to the kids. The kids are watching MTV or the kids are watching Comedy Central. So he's going to have to spend money on an ad there. But it's not just the, the 2010 elections. Election years are typically pretty good for media companies, radio and television. If radio and television companies don't have record years in 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 election years, basically people get fired because the political spending we know is out of control. And if Clear Channel's not pulling in big revenue, sales managers are going to lose their heads. So you get the idea. Now, Viacom's not Clear Channel. So where do I go with this story? There's a couple things that I like about this story. They're going to buy back $4 billion of their own shares. One thing that I like about that is if a $20 stock uh, falls to 15, and they say, I'm going to buy back $4 billion of our own shares. It's probably not going to go below 15. Now, it may not go above 20, but it's probably not going to go below 15. So you start cutting down your, you start playing the odds, and they start working in your favor. Big buybacks are wonderful. Some guy like big butts, I like big buybacks. Big buybacks are very attractive to me. Big dividends, not so much, because a company can't afford to pay 10% of the profits. I like my dividends to be like 6%. I kind of like a, a, a healthy-looking dividend. 3%, could afford that. I don't want to see anything above that. So I I do have some standards, and I hope you have some standards too. Media companies, they're increasingly weighing dividend increases or buybacks because ad demand's recovering. Ad demand doesn't recover 
in large part, unless the economy is going to recover. And when we're a nation, we buy the advertisements, right? Can you think of a commercial where you went, man, that looks so good. I'm going to go spend money on that product. I bet you can. I bet you in your first reaction is no advertising doesn't work on me. But ultimately, I bet it does. I know it works on kids. So good golly, if you ever have a kid watching, you know, uh, Nickelodeon. Now, Nick Jr. doesn't run commercials, but Nickelodeon, it's all about tasty cereals. Those commercials make me want to go out and get Captain Crunch. So what do you think they're going to do to a kid who has no self-control? So I've actually bought in Captain Crunch after watching a commercial for Captain Crunch. Uh, CBS, it's controlled by a guy named Summer Redstone. Now, uh, CBS is tied towards the whole Viacom world. Now, Viacom split from CBS, so CBS is on its own, but they chopped their dividend 81%. They recently raised the payout five times, so they're trying to build it back now. Now, Summer Redstone, he's fantastic. If you don't like Wall Street, if you find it boring, if you find money boring, go go Google and Wikipedia with Summer Redstone. This guy's a jerk. As he's aged, he, he likes 20-year-old models. I don't know. Something creepy about a 75-year-old plus man going out with a 20-year-old model. Now, again, if I'm a 20-year-old model, eh, as long as I'm getting paid, maybe I get it. I get the idea. I'm not discouraging her, but... Something creepy. You got to have standards. I, I won't date a woman who's 15 years younger than me. That's my standard. Like, I, I have to draw the line somewhere. So, I don't want to date a 20 year old girl ever, never, ever, never, ever, never again. But Summer Redstone, he knows fashion models better than he knows business models. He's just, CBS has been a joke. He has basically run that company as kind of like a, a toy ground for him, kind of as a, a playground, so to speak. Anyway, uh, they're raising their dividends. That's telling you how. Probably some health in the economy. I know you're saying you spent six minutes telling us that you think the economy is healthy because of media companies. I did. If I die today, I want you to have some confidence to keep your money in the 401k. I might die today. I drink butter gallon a day. I might die today. So you need to start seeing some of these signs on your own so that you don't need me. I'm not going to be here forever. You know that and I know that. Anyway, how about an odd stat of the day for you? Changing topics. And again, these these little things that you see out there, they tell you everything you need to know about investing. For instance, there's a doctor out of Colorado State, and they've published an update on the hurricane forecast season. And the forecast has been revised upward. Last year, almost nothing. This year, they're forecasting eight major hurricanes. Eight major hurricanes. They anticipate an above-average hurricane season, which could result in significant losses for the insurance industry. Now, the hurricane season does two things. If it goes... Into the Gulf, we got no clue. There's some scientist right now who says that that would be good for the oil because it would disperse it. There's some scientists who say that would be bad because it all maybe land in Mexico or it all maybe land in, in it, it like push it all in one direction. Maybe Alabama, Mobile, Alabama. My parents are from Mobile, Alabama. So when I see Mobile and you're thinking Alabama's got a coastal uh, Gulf of Mexico port, they do. A lot of people don't know their states. You know, a fun game to play if uh, you get a chance today at lunch. Play this game at lunch with someone who's smart. Can you name the 50 states? I am willing to guarantee you. I am willing to guarantee you most people can't. I would say 95% of Americans can't do it. I tried to do it the other day. I came up with about 47. I missed three states. Rhode Island. Who would ever remember Rhode Island? So and uh, it's funny because watching people do memory from the states, some do it from alphabetical. Some do it from region. Some just are all hit and miss, like they'll think Texas big, California big, Alaska big. So most people can only get 47. Most people get 42 to 44. 
But if you can get 46, 47, 48, you're pretty darn smart. Anyway, so uh, this odd stat of the day, this, this person's anticipating more hurricanes. If it goes to the Gulf, it's going to be an oil disaster, and it's going to push natural gases higher. I know you said oil disaster, Rob. How does that push natural gas, gas higher? We need fuel. And natural gas is a fuel that's not in the Gulf. So if the Gulf gets shut down, we still need our fuel. So we'll demand a little bit more natural, natural gas. Now, the problem with natural gas is all you got to do is push some hillbillies out of the way, and you could blow up mountains and blow, you could frack rocks and um, get natural. We, America's got plenty of natural gas. So it's sitting right around $4. It'll move higher if there's a lot of hurricanes in the Gulf. Now, if the hurricanes go up the Atlantic side, ooh, those condos and those beach houses in, in Duck, Road, Duck, North Carolina and Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and those, those beach houses in Connecticut, they get hit. And when they get hit, the insurance companies get hit. So you kind of want to know, you want to use some of this weird statistic, this weird mumbo-jumbo in the insurance industry to your favor. One stock that's doing incredibly well today is Netflix. In a tough market, they've been doing incredible. I've got a statement that I'm going to make in the next hour that's definitive, it's strong, and I'll tell you what, I know I'm right. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to do headline news. Coming up 15 minutes from now, we're going to do that contest to give away the 19-inch monitor. Still have gotten no phone calls today. My assistant boss is sitting in studio today and no phone calls. If I get fired today, it's your fault, not mine. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Yesterday, 10 calls. Today, zippy, zilch, none. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Robert RobBlack.com is the email. Right around the corner, headline news. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.